Well, humans, welcome to Tending Trauma with me, your host, Thomas Weber. Today, we are joined by Jimmy Clare. Welcome. Jimmy, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Jimmy Clare. I'm a motivational speaker and autism advocate and uh, founder of crazyfitnessguy.com. Uh, I've been up and running for three years. I've seen some of your stuff. You have you have quite quite the productivity. Uh, thanks. Uh, I wear many different hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. What's what are some of your favorites? Uh, I, some of my favorites would probably be the podcasting part. Uh, I also like to be. Uh, I like to do a lot of motivational speaking uh, and. Uh, public speaking, but I did put the, all the technical stuff on the back end of a website. Not my most favorite. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's that's fair and totally reasonable. If I could hire someone, I would do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be it. Can be uh, it can be a challenge having to having to wear uh, more hats than you uh, prefer. I'm kind of like the cat in the hat. Where oh yeah, I love that character. This hat's never uh, worn out. <laughs> Just stack up one hat and another hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's uh, I remember that episode. That was a good one. Yeah. I I'm curious. Uh, in in your um, motivational speaking, is there like a a direction that you go in usually, or is there? Uh, I try to. One of my directions I try to go in and focus on is basically um, uh, autism is not the end of the world. Mm. Uh, all these celebrities and influencers like to say, oh, well, it needs to be cured. And it's like, why? Mm. And it's like, I can function. Uh, I know there's a lot of other people who are unfortunate who can't function, but let's give them the tools that they need to function. And it's like, we're talking about DNA changing here. It's like, we don't have the technology. We might never ever have the technology. Mm -hmm. Can we look elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you feel like it's, it's kind of like more about giving people like tools, like uh, people with autism, like the, the skills they need in order to cope with what they have? Well, the skills, but I also would like to say, um, maybe just, um, I would say the skills, but also like Google has these, uh, they, they used to have these uh, glasses called Google glasses. Mm. And I, I was reading upon them that uh, the, some of like a researcher lab, uh, I mean from a university, I forget which university, I think maybe Harvard. Mm -hmm. And they said that they, uh, that they did a, a survey with uh, people on the autistic spectrum mm. trying to, uh, to read social cues better and hmm. they found that improved their relationship with their family and i was like boy can i get a cheat sheet <laughs> yeah well like, that sounds amazing actually when i was growing up <laughs> i was like yeah. thanks a lot google appreciate it coming out with it now yeah that's 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 cool though that they have have been able to get that technology but yeah i, I hear you but of course, uh, Google hasn't had it listed for sale. I mean, it, uh, it does, but it's like really like high in price, like two thousand bucks. And it's like, oh wow, come on, <laughs> lower it a little bit. Yeah, make it make it a little less proprietary. Yeah, 
Yeah, make it like a cell phone price, just not Apple's price. <laughs> yeah. It's only like around like $10,000 for a phone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting how it's like, it, there's like a, you know, obviously we live in a capitalist society. So, you know, everything has got to be um, priced out, but it's, de- there's definitely, it sounds like there's a need there for that, or there, there could be a benefit, you know, this, for a lot Definitely. of people getting getting to benefit from something like that. Definitely. What kind of, I'm just curious, like what kind of things did you struggle with growing up? Uh, I got uh, bullied uh, mm. growing up uh, being autistic. Uh, mm. I got made fun of. Uh, people call me a Jimmy Neutron. Though I took it offensive, but now looking back at it, I probably should have took it as a compliment because he was really smart i do like <laughs> i do like that character <laughs> yeah it's, they, weren't, they were kind of doing it because i had a bigger head and i'm a shorter body oh okay but i was like i really didn't appreciate the all the like spotlight on me for that way but i was like well gee i should have took it as a compliment i was like oh thank you i'm really smart thank you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, I, um, used to get uh, made fun of, um, for, about my hair and it was always really like, I would always, people would like kind of give me side-handed compliments and it was, it was always really challenging to be like, you know, thank you. But obviously they were, they were trying to get under my skin. How can I even make fun of your hair? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's evolved since then, but, uh, you know, people, people want to, you know, I think, I think with, with bullies, they, they really want to um, play that tearing down game, yeah. you know, to, to, to bully, to, to booster themselves. Uh, uh, do you mind if I give you a compliment? You kind of look like Chris sure. Evans. Oh, by, about who? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Well, thank you. I don't, I, I am not familiar with, but I will look him up. Oh, yeah. Is it Chris Evans? Yeah, it is. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. And it has not, it kind of has something to do with your hair, but I mean, <laughs> as any making fun of, I mean, yeah. 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 It's, when 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 you were going through like bullying and stuff was it um the same kind of people that were picking on you or was it just kind of random it was it was basically a mix of both hmm. um it first started off as the two people and then uh and then it grew into three or four people and i got one of them expelled during the high oh. school and uh wow. and during a middle school no one really paid attention and listened. Only there was like a few teachers who uh, helped me. And then there's mm-hmm. a few other teachers. Is that, and then there's principals who kind of just like, oh, bullying doesn't go on in the school. Huh. And I was like, what kind of weed are you smoking? It's <laughs> <laughs> passive denial that it's happening. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're safe in your little office and mm-hmm. spinning around your chair. Uh, and it's like I'm getting my like ass kicked. I'm not really sure. They, they Emotionally, really, yeah. They never really kicked my ass, but uh, sure. But I was like, come on, this is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, 
I kind of stopped the bullying uh, back in uh, high school. Mm -hmm. uh, after uh, I had like a split second decision I had to make uh, where I either was going to have an outburst in math class to get to have every witness known to man to have these bullies stop or I was going to deal with these bullies in the hallway. And I, oh, was wow. like, and I was like, okay, Jimmy, can you make a split decision in the next few seconds? And I was like, either interrupt class and get sent down to the principal's office, mm -hmm. or I'm going to be risking my butt kicked. Um, and, and like, and I knew karate, and and I felt comfortable, comfortable yeah. enough that I uh, I could take someone if I had to, but I didn't really want to succumb to that. And so I was yeah. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an outburst in this class, and and not like just a random outburst. And it's like I'm gonna do it where I'm uh, like two feet, like two inches away from the bullies, but and with like my eyes right in front of their, uh, like with my face right in front of their eyes. And it's like stop, and I like I yelled it so far in the whole room, and and the teacher just sent me down to the principal's office. The principal never gave ex, never gave me detention or anything mm. because I was sticking up for me and my friends. Because the boys even came after my friends too. Really, and one of them was in the wheelchair, and I was like, "Really?" And wow. I was like, "These doors are not even made for the wheelchairs in the first place." Yeah, and I was like, and like they made fun of her for like um, rolling into the door. And I was like, "These doors are stupid." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's interesting how like culture can develop where people are just you know passive passively like kind of letting it happen and it it is interesting how sometimes it does come to like the final confrontation where like there is like you know it's like okay well no one's standing up for me like i gotta stand up for myself and it sounds like you you did that bravely for for you and your friends yeah and uh today uh I don't know if they ever listened to my podcast or anything, but uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's like because I haven't uh, seen most of them from, I haven't seen them in a while and haven't uh, heard from them in a while since uh, high school, so I don't know. And uh, I don't even know if they're even still in Pennsylvania, but they, uh, uh, but they still don't know if I, who was the one who. Uh, who got one of them expelled, and they still haven't known who uh, uh, stood up for to, for them, uh, because I kind of kept it under the rug because I really didn't, I wasn't looking for glory. I wasn't looking for anybody to thank me. I just mm -hmm. like I'm doing it for me, and I'm doing it for my friends. I don't like I don't need anybody to tell me it's like, oh, you're such a hero for doing all that. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's not necessarily something that's like worth um, getting a getting a parade about how you're standing up to your abuser. <laughs> so I, I did get an award from my principal, but I but I never. Uh, but it's not like I like showcase it for everyone and say, "Hey, look, I did this." And like, yeah, that's cool though. It's nice to get. It's nice to get some some credit. Some some. Visibility for what you did. Yeah, I don't remember where I put it though. 
Well, <laughs> it really meant a lot. Once, once all the success starts stacking up, it, it can, it can be hard to find uh, the other stuff in the, in the, in the uh, uh, stack. Might be in burying a box. Right. Right. <laughs> so do you, do you feel now like that experience helped you to, um, articulate and, and, um, decide like how you wanted to approach your motivational speaking? Uh, I kind of feel like, um, I kind of a little bit of both. Um, I would say, uh, I feel like I had to go through some rough patches in my life in order to, uh, be able to speak on a podcast to, 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 to tell people that, um, just so I can, I feel like I can relate to people uh, and tell them, it's like, yeah, I've been through this, I've been through that. I know what you're feeling. Uh, I, I, I don't think I could do it, my job very well if I just tell people where, where I feel like I'm preaching to people. And it's like, oh, I never experienced this. That's like, that's like a personal trainer saying, yeah, um, I expect to eat healthy, but I'm going to have a bunch of donuts while you're training. <laughs> right. Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's hard to follow a person who, who's like that. Yeah, that or then I sound like a politician. I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> don't even get me started there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, we can, we can, we can, we can sideline, we can, we can go in a different, different, different direction. Um, do you, you know, speaking of, um, you know, uh, how sometimes it, it can be like, uh, about like, you know, comfortability and understanding about what is going on, you know, what, you know, getting some kind of regularity for things can, can sometimes be enough to, keep someone from, uh, you know, pointing out like an outsider, you know, from, from their in-group and trying to, um, you know, leverage the, the difference as a way of uh, keeping them from being ridiculed and picked on. Do you feel like there's anything, you know, I, I know that obviously autism is, has, a, has a wide spectrum of, of many different kinds of um, presentations, but is there anything that you found that like, helps for um, that like audience of, of people to understand more about what it's like and? Uh, so you mean like sort of like what tools or? Well, I mean, just, I, I mean, I'm just curious, you know, like, because sometimes it can be like, you know, with like racism, for instance, it can be something that um, is, more about like lack of um, interaction, you know, lack of knowing like what a person is really like, you know, and making a judgment about what um, you think um, based off of what you've been told by um, your culture. But um, I mean, and maybe that's, you know, all that's also needed for, you know, being more comfortable with people on the, on the autistic spectrum is getting to know someone well, I kind of feel like um, people, like I've had doctors in the past who told me uh, because I was autistic, I wouldn't be able to do certain things. Mm. I didn't want to do certain things because it was like a 
big list. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, uh, and my parents got a good advice. Um, that, and it's like, doctors don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we don't know everything. And uh, and I like go home and love your son or daughter and, and enjoy. And, and it's like the rest will just fall into place. And I, I've been through so many obstacles and so many, uh, uh, and just so many uh, uh, roadblocks in my life that I've overcome so many of them. I, mm. uh, I would love to meet that doctor again and say, boy, you were wrong. Wow. Um, I, I don't think you would ever enjoy that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I may, maybe not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the doctor. I, I hope though that they would be able to take that perspective and and see how you know maybe even even the way that you frame something, you know, describing something as uh, a challenge versus an impossibility can make a, a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I definitely feel like that those even those that those hardships were. I feel it could have been maybe avoided a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel like it has made me to, to the person that I am today. And uh, so, so I kind of feel like I'm grateful for it. And even though I'm sure that could have been avoided. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I mean, I mean, it, you can't change the past. So that's, that's kind of the rub we're in in a lot of ways. You know, that's why we're in a lot of the pickles we're in today, but I guess we can't change the past, but um, you know, talking about, and, it, and it's interesting, you know, what you wouldn't take away from your own past might be different than what you would advocate for someone else. Like you said before, you know, you, you wanted new people, you know, people who are just starting out, you know, kids starting out to get to have those resources and get to have the, those advice um, that, that you maybe wished might have made things easier on you. Yeah, I wish I had those advice years ago too. <laughs> huh. Is do you, I, I'm just curious, like what what is what like if you were having that conversation with um, someone who who was you know today like the same age as you were then, um, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say to them that I that if you're getting bullied, you should. Definitely uh, find a teacher that you trust to tell hmm. and uh, tell them exactly what happened. And I mean, like, tell them every incident that happened. And then that, and eventually uh, that teacher uh, will help you um, uh, advocate to the principal if that principal is not listening. Because I had a principal who I had to tell probably a hundred plus times to uh, listen. And mm -hmm. plus on top of that, I was getting also, they had this neck slapping game and I don't even know huh. what it's called, but it was just really, really stupid. Sure. And, and I like to tell people that I don't, I don't, I don't understand stupid because I'm not stupid. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand it because I'm not stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I can't, and I'm 
and I was afraid for my life getting hit in the neck because I have spinal stenosis in my neck, mm. meaning uh, the spinal, uh, the spinal count, uh, the spinal, uh, what's it called? Cord. Uh, the vertebrae is uh, uh, pressing around the spinal cord. And mm. so it's limited movement around the top part of my neck. So I can barely go this way, this way, or this way, or that way. And um, up and down, left and right. And, um, and so I was kind of afraid for my life. And, and uh, I think there was one point my parents was going to maybe take legal action, legal action against my uh, school because the, the principal is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so I would suggest to get help if you're getting bullied in that sort of in any aspect of bullying. Um, I would also say uh, feel comfortable with the friends that you have so and so just because facebook gives uh people a number doesn't mean that they're all friendly and i mean i mean all like friends like best friends i mean like for me i rather i have a small i wouldn't say a small group but i mean like i have a close group of friends i would say they're all my best friends they know literally everything inside and out of from me they know a lot of my secrets. I mean, they're not dark secrets. Sure. Uh, I'm just like clarifying because, well, like, oh, who's this guy? Uh, yeah, it's it's fine to have. It's fine to be have have aspects of yourself that are private. Yeah, no, I just kind of clarifying. It's like, oh, there's nothing dark or anything, but uh, there's. Uh, but like, feel comfortable that it's like numbers don't mean Jack Daly squat. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people um, that I've talked to have felt feel the same way that, you know, the, the mass of numbers is not um, as ultimately satisfying as um, less, but uh, more, uh, more uh, close relationships, like you're describing. And I would also say, maybe uh, if you... Um, uh feel like you can uh, talk to your uh parents and your mm. outside family members like uh, aunts and uncles cousins about uh about all of this and um and like I, I know for myself that uh it, it's funny i i didn't even know i was really autistic until uh i found out for myself later on in life uh, oh. my cousins knew it and my friends knew it. some of my friends knew it maybe some of my friends knew it but my cousins knew it before I did and it's not like I was like dumb or didn't pick up on it mm-hmm. it was like I didn't really care if I was different I didn't really care if there was a label for it I was more like I'm human I don't care I'm alive yeah and it was like I was like, I don't know what this mumbo jumboish means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds for you like you, you know it doesn't sound like you were in pain. It it just sounds like you were having your existence, experiencing the world the way that you were experiencing it. Just has different different challenges than other people, as it yeah. turned out. 
and and I'm kind of glad that no one really like said that. Like I had a a doctor tell me that I'm autistic, but I didn't know what that meant. And but I never. I mean, she didn't really directly tell it at me. She told it to my parents, and I was in the room, oh. and I was like, "Thanks for." Thanks for including me on this conversation. I really, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, don't. You. Yeah, that's that's a that's a classic uh, classic mistake that when adults don't talk to the child, even though they're in the room. Uh, and but like I really liked that. Like my t- my uh, my friends and my uh, cousins never, uh, and my aunts and uncles never uh, treated me like oh he's different. And well, that's like, nice. And, and like there's sometimes where. Our, for a reason, like when I was went to my uh, uncle' uh, house in uh, New Jersey, my dad's brother, uh, there was times where I barely talked. It was like because I'm just like wrapped up in video games, or and, hmm. and it's like I don't know why I always brought video games, but maybe because I just like I don't know I didn't know what to talk about. And like I hated school. People ask me about uh. school. I was like hate school. I mean, now I like I like college because I'm studying something I like to study. Yeah, but like, but public school is like, hate it, boring. Yeah, you're not you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah, it it is really hard to find a, a passion in public school for sure. And yeah, so I'm just kind of glad no one like pointed out to me it was like you're autistic. Hmm. I found out probably. I think I kind of found out, found out for myself around like high school because I was I was going to my IEP meetings and then I kind of started putting the puzzle pieces together. But no one ever treated me like, "Oh, you're different, ha ha, he he." I yeah. mean, except for the bullies, but they never. Right. I don't think they really picked up on it either. But oh, okay. I think some of them had their own challenges as well. Which sure. Is kind of funny. And, I mean, I wouldn't say funny, but it's like, oh, well, you pick on me, and I'm different, but you're also different too. Right. So. And I, and I think that's like a big, um, a big thing with bullying that you know the the initiative to bully someone often stems from an inner uh, fear that uh, you know if they don't participate in in you know pointing a finger somewhere, that a finger will be pointed at them. So true. It's kind of like me and uh, Google at the moment. We just pointed <laughs> at each other. They only flagged some. They only flagged uh, four YouTube videos of mine, which I'm not sure how uh, how podcasting tips and tricks goes against guidelines. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you never know with with those sort of things. Damn Google! <laughs> can't can't live uh, without it. Can't uh, find another. <laughs> Uh, search application. Well, there's always Bing, but oh gosh, yeah. Really, but but you can't really say I'm gonna go Bing. It doesn't sound very correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really weird. Hey, can you Bing that for me, please? <laughs> Specifically, looking on Bing, yeah. I can make like a thousand jokes on Bing. Oh really? That's yeah. that's that's nice. What, what's what's your top zinger? Uh, oh well, none come up to mind at the moment. Okay, well, if, <laughs> if it if it slips into the conversation, that's fine. 
So, yeah, yeah, it seems so like, you know, it, it sounds like you were able to advocate for yourself by like finding someone at the school that could help you basically like um, rise up against like a pre-existing culture of uh, complacency. Yeah, I, I had a, uh, my teachers, my uh, uh, teacher that, uh, who was my seventh and eighth grade teacher, uh, like she kind of her classroom was became pretty much my safe spot in school, where like since I was in special education, uh, she basically was my uh, it was like my math teacher, science teacher, pretty much every probably like the jack of all trades teachers basically. Hmm. Like I had my um, I had my. Uh, 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 I, I had my electives uh, back in, uh, like outside of the classroom. But um, during lunch, I, I was always eating with my friends. But if my friends were sick and they mm -hmm. weren't there, or they were, um, uh, or they were in a meeting with some kind of teacher for during lunch for something. Uh, uh, I, my teacher uh, uh, always let me came to her classroom um, early because I am leaving the lunchroom during her lunchtime and because uh, I was scared that the bullies would meet me after lunch hmm. walking to class and so um, we kind of set up an arrangement where like if I got to her, her classroom early, depending on the days that my friends were not in the lunchroom, mm -hmm. I, would, uh, I would just come to her room. I would say, hi, I'm coming in. And I would just read, sit down and read my book. And what's funny, I, mean, I did that through the old seventh and eighth grade. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was reading all the Harry Potter books in seventh grade. And, oh, nice. Uh, and I finished them all in a year. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, and was really funny when she wanted my teachers wanted to start a class. She's like, "Okay, Jimmy, put away the book." And I was like, "Wait, this is funny." I was like, "A teacher's telling me to put away a book." <laughs> and I was like, "I know." She's like, "I never thought I would be saying those kind of words before." <laughs> and it's like, vie. first thing, first time for everything." Yeah, entirely. But she kind of made it my safe heaven because I was like, well, and what was really ironic, those bullies were actually in my class. Oh. So, uh, but but they never um, they never did anything in class because uh. there's like, oh, oh, we never did anything wrong at all. I was like, uh huh. That's interesting. But, yeah, like it's. I mean, of course, because they didn't want to get in trouble. Um, in that situation, I'm, I'm curious too, like from your recollection, you know, just thinking back, like was the, the time, the, 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 the time that you stood up for yourself and your friends and like ultimately shut down the, the group from, uh, it sounded like bullying you again after that, do you feel like that was something that was, important for you to make as a, as a, as like a, a advocating for yourself or do you, and I'm also curious, like, if you felt like 
there could have been other people could have, who could have stepped in on your behalf or, you know, just saying like, Hey, that's not cool to slap people in the neck kind of things. Like if you're, uh, you know, from a high school perspective. Uh, I think, um, I think I was, I think maybe there was maybe one other person who could have done it, hmm. but for me, um, I got the courage of doing it by um, just uh, like I was heavy near obese for my uh, age group. Mm -hmm. uh, I was had like I was like thirty pounds um, near obese for my age. Like I was, uh, I think they considered obese like around one hundred eighty pounds. I was like just like shy away from that. Like okay, I was like like month seventy three maybe. Yeah. And uh, and I got tired of my doctor telling me I was like near obese. He's like, thanks a lot, doctor. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, and um, so I, uh, with P90X, I lost uh, 30 pounds, and I oh, started wow. putting on lean muscle, and that gave me the uh, that just gave me the confidence I needed to stick up for the bullies. And I started. Mm. Instead of wearing baggy clothes, I started wearing more tighter fitted clothes, especially around uh, the top half of my body and around my uh, around my biceps. And so I got a, and so I think I, once they saw all the defined muscles and starting to see the defined muscles, they're like, "Oh crap!" And sure, and, and I know, and I need. I knew I needed to do something because I was getting to the point where like I felt like if I didn't do it, I was gonna do something bad to myself. Mm -hmm. And so when wow. I lost that, I was like, I'm gonna take what I learned. Uh, I, I mean not from what I learned, but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from my sensei and he's hmm. like and he taught me that if somebody puts your hands on you, you have the right to defend yourself. And mm -hmm. so and that's when I decided in that split second, like I said, was do I do it in a classroom and I have witnesses? And obviously I didn't lay a hand on anybody. Mm -hmm. which, and that's what I was trying to avoid. And um, that's when uh, that's how I, I got the confidence to stick up for the, to the bullies. Wow. And it wasn't until after the 30 pound weight loss I felt comfortable enough in my own skin to say, oh, and it's like, this is, has been enough. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's this, um, I forget if it was in Celestine prophecy or the four insights that they talked about these, like four different, um, energy thieving strategies, including, um, aggression, interrogation, uh, aloofness and poor me. And for all of those strategies, like the they're, they're doing things that are meant to steal energy from another person. And oftentimes like bullying is that aggression type of energy theft. And it sounds like what you were able to do, like oftentimes with, with these things, like when you call someone out on it, it's often an inexplicit um, thing. It's like going, kind of going on under the radar, you know, once you call it out, suddenly you know it's out in the open and it's a lot more vulnerable to see what they're doing to see how they're trying to steal energy from you and it sounds like when you were talking to them when when you finally you know confronted them that um you had a chance to call them out yeah 
and it, it can it really felt good too and um and surprisingly enough my uh my math teacher didn't give me a detention either so <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure you're not yeah, interrupting good. this class, but I never interrupted this class ever again. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that he, he knew who, you know, what, what the situation was, or at least in, in maybe intuited how you, you know, were a good kid. And, uh, and like, he, he told them, he told the bullies to stop too, mm. uh, multiple different times, but mm. But but since nothing kept on, it kept just happening and happening, and it's like, okay, no one's gonna listen to anyone. And right. It's like, and so it's like, okay, it's either me or no one else. And uh, I was like, wow. And plus, I was getting bullied since like elementary school, but it was by, by a few other different people too. Um, which I was like, great, awesome. And of course, I saw I saw them over the years, but then those bullies started like um, they became like I don't know how you describe it because when I saw them over the years, they started to become nice to me in the hallway. And it's like this is weird. I didn't even have to do anything to you for you guys. I'm like I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, that that can be confusing for sure, especially when they you know, are, are mixed, you know, sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're cold, but it sounds like, you know, ultimately that you, that like that, that challenge sounds like it kind of catalyzed your, um, I mean, as well as the challenges you faced in dealing with the autism, like catalyzed your, uh, success. Yeah. Plus I probably owe it a lot to my parents for helping me, uh, advocate uh, for me when I couldn't, and hmm. plus I also thank them for all the uh, karate that I learned over the years. Mm -hmm. Started in New Jersey, then when I went over to Pennsylvania, uh, I met this one sensei, uh, and he's uh, he's still my sensei today. After taking a, like, I think it was like a ten-year break because of medical issues, and. Uh, I came back and I found him again, and, uh, and it's funny. I've been to two black belt ceremonies, and one for, uh, and uh, one of the final tests that the black belt uh, has to do in order to get his belt is speaking to a group of, uh, in a room of like five hundred plus people, and wow. amongst your peers, and uh, so I got to witness like two of them, I believe, and. <laughs> But what's funny, um, and my and my sensei always like um, he always says something um, about that person who's getting their black belt. Over the years of watching them grow up, he he basically watched has watched me grown up since the day I met him. Wow. And uh, and I was like, boy, I could only probably I can only imagine what he would. He would say about me and my black belt speech <laughs> because I was like, well, I know Jimmy and uh, when we at our, when we were at a different school location, and then he stopped for a few years, and I came back climbing up the ladder again, and like I was two belts away when I had to leave karate uh, for medical reasons, and I was like. I can't just stop at this. Uh, this and I had to restart all over again, mm. and and now I'm back at my uh, 
uh, green belt. And I was like, oh, so that means I'm three belt colors off of my black belt. But, but since there's um, three different kind of color, the same color, uh, like there's a low green belt, high green, and there's a green belt and a high green belt. And mm. those are just like, the high one is just um, with a stripe, one stripe around all of, around it. And the low one, there's just a white stripe all the way around it. And, uh, and then I had to get four stripes on each belt color to get promoted and everything. But, uh, but my point is, is that, um, I can only, I can only, uh, I could see him saying, it's like, man, I can't get rid of Jimmy. <laughs> and I like, just when, when I thought I wouldn't see him ever again walking out those doors, he comes back. <laughs> that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. So, and knowing him, he just loves to be a ball buster to me. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I actually uh, learned this from um, someone there, uh, knowing him over the years is that if he didn't joke around with you, he didn't like you. And one person sure. actually, one person uh, who, um, who was really uh, kind of scared that uh, like she was always getting picked on by him. And people said like, trust me, if he didn't like you, he would never joke with you. And then when that, and if that's the case, you should run. <laughs> Well, um, well, wrap, wrapping up here, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask like a, a, a theoretical question. If, if money, time, energy, and coordination were no object, is there anything you would wish for to give um, people on the autistic spectrum nowadays, like kids? Um, well, one of the things I would give would be the Google Glasses um, Great. And like this, they're doing all the research um, of how these glasses are helping people with the uh, figuring out people's social cues and everything. Uh, I would also, um, if money wasn't an object and the technology was there, uh, I would find teachers who could teach at multiple different levels uh, on the spectrum and 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 not just even the spectrum, but just for anyone who has extra challenges. Like I said, my uh, that one teacher, um, I said, was an eighth grade teacher. She can teach. She taught in everyone's different levels of learning. Like for me, like when I when we were our learning, I wouldn't say learning how to read, but I mean improving our reading skills. Uh, one of the, I never thought I'd be, I would be able to read Harry Potter mm. if I kept on reading what the school was just handing down me down. It's like, oh, well, here, read. I didn't even know what the book uh, they gave us to read, but mm. it, it was just something like totally below my, totally like below my reading level. And it's like, mm. I have to read this. Uh, and like, not to like make fun of anybody who, um, yeah. Can't, uh, uh, read at a college level, but I felt like if I didn't push myself to read hmm. those Harry Potter books, I'm not saying they were like extra hard, but for some of my friends in the special education, I've been uh, uh, hard. And for me, I, I was always grateful for 
my reading skills because I'm pushing myself to read that I felt like, wow, I can, um, uh, like, I'm, it got me to college and, yeah. and it also helped me to uh, read all the small fine print that companies throw at me now. That's beautiful. What, thank you for that answer. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, challenges are absolutely a part of finding a happy life in the end, you know, being, dealing with them in a stressful way, you know, if it's too stressful, that can be unhelpful, but if you can find a way to be curious or be interested and use that as a way to face the challenges, maybe you'll um, be as um, successful as Jimmy Clare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there, is there anywhere, um, Uh, is there, is there anywhere that, uh, my audience can find you or uh, connect with you to work with you, uh, with any of the things you, you prefer to work with people on? Yeah. Um, you can go to crazyfitnessguide.com. Um, yeah. Um, I could also send you, uh, I'm also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and there are my handles or, uh, for Facebook is jimmy.claire.speaker, uh, Twitter is jimmyclairespeak, and Instagram is jimmy.claire.speaker. Okay, and I'll include all that in the show notes too. So if you're looking for the link, um, that's where it is. All right, um, thank you, Jimmy, for joining me, and thank you, everyone else, for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>